Today's message, Eats with Sinners, vision. Vision is the ingredient we're talking about today. As you go through your day, um, what do you see? What, what do we see as we're walking through our day each day? You know, when I was in high school and a little bit after high school, I had a job painting houses. Uh, and I worked with a, a business called Sam Sawyer and Son out of Edenton. Uh, the guy that I worked with was named Jack Sawyer. Um, now, painting houses can be a challenging job if you've ever done that before, uh, especially in the summer when it's 98 degrees outside and you're up there on a ladder. Um, but I'm very grateful for that job because, as I've said a few times before, I, I learned how to paint. I learned about painting. I learned to be a pretty good painter. And I've used that many, many times in my own house and at my kids' house and out here at the church. Um, you know, so it's a skill that, that, I, that I appreciate from that job. During my time as a house painter, on any given day, you'd find me up on a ladder uh, somewhere in Chowan or Washington County uh, painting somebody's house. Uh, sometimes it would be a new house. Now, new houses were, were, were unique because... Uh, they were a little easier. There was no prep work, really. You didn't have to scrape the old paint off first before you could put the new paint on. Uh, the lines were, were a little easier. The lines were straighter and smoother. Uh, there was not, usually not a lot of real fancy schmancy molding, you know, everywhere like some of the old houses were. So new houses were, were a little easier to paint. Uh, but most of the time, we'd be working on older houses, some of them really old. I mean, really old, especially in the Edenton area, the Chowan County area. Um, uh, along with a full day of scraping off the old paint, that would be one day or more. Um, many of them did have that elaborate twirly, twirly molding that would be around the porches and things like that, that you had to first scrape and then you had to paint it. Uh, they got the lap boards that you had to make sure you got underneath each lap board. Of course, you had to do that with new, new paint, too, but new boards, too. Um, and, and they had the, the old windows with the many panes, and you had to scrape the paint off and then maybe put um, the putty on it, and then you had to paint it, and you couldn't get paint on the windows. We didn't use tape, so you had to learn how to, how to cut it without tape. Um, I, I was thankful for that experience of painting houses, uh, but I have to admit, it wasn't one of my favorite jobs. It's right up there with priming tobacco of jobs that I hated um, and pulling weeds in soybeans. They're, they're right up there, top three. Um, one of the unexpected effects that this job had on me during my painting days, and even after I finished that job or quit that job, was what I saw when I traveled around from here to there. Um, for me, for, for the first time in my life, everywhere I went, I saw houses. <laughs> um, particularly, I, I would notice and consider what it would take to paint them. Um, you know, as I rode down the road, I'd say to Jackie, man, I sure would have to, I'd hate to, have to paint that house. Look at, the, look at the elaborate molding on that house. And man, all those windows, it would take forever to paint that house. And that as I'd walk, ride down the road, each, each, each house I'd look at and, and think about painting it and how bad that would be. Now, before I was a house painter, the challenge of painting a house, any house, anywhere, never crossed my mind. Not one time, ever. But when suddenly my life was thrust into the house painting business, I saw houses and their painting challenges 
everywhere. And you know, 40-some years later, I still, I still do that sometimes. Man, I'd hate to have to paint that house. So let me go back to my original question. As we go through our day, what do we see? What do we see? Don't we see what we want to see? The things that are on our hearts and our minds? The things that we care about? The things that we're truly interested in? Things that play a huge part in our lives? For me at that time, it was painting houses. So that's what I thought about. For about 12 years, I had a Harley-Davidson motorcycle. It was an 05 Ultra Classic. Jackie and I uh, had many great adventures, uh, riding from here to there, from the mountains to the coast and anywhere in between. I rode it all the way to Phoenix, Arizona one time. Uh, really enjoyed it. During that time, um, uh, we, just had, we just had great, great experiences with it. Um, and during that time, I saw Harley-Davidson's everywhere. Everywhere. You know, I paid attention to them. I noted what kind they were, what color they were, uh, how they sounded. I dropped by Harley-Davidson dealerships whenever I could to see what the latest models looked like. Harley motorcycles was a big part of my life for about 12 years. About five years ago, I sold my Harley, mostly because we just didn't have time to ride it much anymore. And so that today, I don't see Harleys anymore. I really don't. Uh, they're, they're still there, just as much as they ever were, but I don't see them because my interest has changed. Uh, it, it's not like it was before. Harleys are no longer a part of my life. So today I can drive by a Harley dealer, dealership and not even think about going inside and looking at the latest models. You know, our next ingredient that we're going to add to our intentional relationship stew or our intentional relationship file today is vision. Vision. Through our visit, our revisit of this series that we're doing, we, we've seen the many ways that Jesus demonstrated and taught us to love people, especially people who are far from God and who need God's grace. And mostly the lessons have come from the Gospel of Luke. We've seen the the needed ingredients that are required if we want to have the best chance to develop an intentional relationship with someone with the plan that when the time's right, we're going to share Jesus with them. As we've done each week, let's review the ingredients we've done so far. Integrity, being real, accessibility, removing barriers, grace, understanding that we're sinners too, Faith, trusting God to be with us as we seek these, in, these relationships. Intimacy, being willing to develop close friendships with people who are far from God. Tolerance, tolerating sinners. Not their sin, but sinners. Resolve, refusing to quit until we get a chance to share Jesus with someone. Urgency, Jesus' return is closer now than ever before. Hey, time is running out. Mercy, deciding to leave revenge and punishment in God's hands and give people what they do not deserve, just like God gave us what we didn't deserve. Investment, a willingness to give whatever it takes to help people find God's grace. Joy, the desire to celebrate a lost soul being found. 
just like God and the angels did when we became a Christian. And today's ingredient, vision, vision. Developing the ability and desire to see people who are in need of God's grace. You know, one thing that we discover as we read the story of Jesus in the Gospels is this truth. Jesus loved lost people, so he saw them. Jesus thought about lost people, so he saw them. I'm going to read several scriptures uh, demonstrating the fact that Jesus saw people. Luke 13, 12. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your, your infirmity. John 5, verse 6. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, Do you, have, do you want to get well? John eleven thirty three. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Mark 10, 21. Jesus looked at him and loved him. Luke 19, 5. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. When I was a kid, one of my favorite church songs was the song about Zacchaeus. You know, I don't know if, if kids are still learning that song. Are, are kids still learning that song today? I hope so. Uh, but I can tell you back in the 60s and 70s, uh, Zacchaeus was, was big with the preschoolers. Uh, we we love that song. I, I like that song because when we sang it, we got to stand up and move. Now, I can say, for the most part growing up, in my church growing up, you didn't move when you sang. You sat there with your hands in your lap, and you better not move uh, or get excited. You just sing. It wasn't that bad. But, but when we sang Zacchaeus, you could move, and you could stand up. Now, if you know that song, will you sing it with me? With the motions, okay, all right, with the motions, all right, ready? Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he, or like this. He climbed up in the sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Savior passed that way, he looked up in a tree, and he said, Zacchaeus, you come down. For I'm going to your house today. For I'm going to your house today. All right, give yourself a hand. Woo! Good job. So I, I, I'm sure you can see why that song was such a big hit uh, back in the day. And still would be if we could teach it to the kids. <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll make that a requirement for our new youth ministry. You have to look, teach the kids the Zacchaeus song. <laughs> The story of Zacchaeus is found in Luke's gospel, chapter 19, verse 1 through 9. <clears throat> it is the story of a man, a wee little man, or a wee little man. Uh, he was, in other words, he was short, short of stature. Uh, he, was, he was in need of heights. Uh, he didn't have any. Uh, who decided that he wanted to see a celebrity named Jesus who was passing through his hometown of Jericho on one occasion. Well, Zacchaeus, again, a short man, <clears throat> apparently shorter than most of the other people in the Jericho area, uh, the other people who also wanted to see this celebrity, Jesus. So because he couldn't see over the crowd and he didn't have a father to, 
to sit on his shoulders uh, like we do with our kids. Uh, Or maybe he couldn't edge his way through the crowd to get to the front. You know, uh, it would probably be unlikely for these people to, to do any favor for Zacchaeus because he was a tax collector. Uh, uh, the, the Jewish people hated tax collectors, which would include Zacchaeus, because he worked for the Romans and uh, he stole money. He cheated people. Uh, a lot of times that's how they would make their money, is, and more than maybe they should, they would cheat the people when they collected their taxes. So no one's going to let this guy squiggle through the, the line and get to the front. So if little Zach, the tax collector, uh, wanted to see this celebrity, he was going to have to get creative over this. So, so he saw this tree. It was a sycamore fig tree. Now, uh, that's different from, America, from an American sycamore tree. We've got down at our place in Ransomville, we've got a sycamore tree, and you, you're not climbing that tree. Uh, but the, apparently the sycamore fig trees were climbable. Uh, so he found this tree, and he climbed up in it uh, uh, so he could get a view over the crowd. Have you ever gone out of your way to see a celebrity? Uh, someone who's famous, an actor or politician. Uh, back in 1992, it was announced that Vice President Dan Quayle was coming through Wilson. How many of y'all remember that? Any, any of y'all go out there to see that? He was going to be there at Parker's Barbecue out on 301 uh, during that 92 campaign. Um, you might remember v- Vice President Dan Quayle. He was famous for what? Misspelling potato yeah that's right i always thought he got a bum, bum rap for that uh, you know we all misspell words for goodness sakes uh but they were looking for any excuse to to criticize him but uh, that's what he was famous for well well i had never seen a president before i had never seen a vice president before uh and neither had my cousin steve moore who uh who lived here at the time so we decided we were going to go out to see vice president dan quayle uh, there was a good crowd that day and steve and i we, unlike uh, Zacchaeus, we did work our way up to the front of the line uh, so that we could see him better. And sure enough, to the delight of the crowd, uh, Vice President Quell's campaign bus arrived. He got out of his bus. He stood up on his soapbox. He, he gave his stump speech. Uh, uh, and just before he went inside to eat some Parker's barbecue, uh, he, he walked the line to shake some hands. Well, standing there in the front of the line... Uh, I held out my hand as he walked down. He's coming towards us. I held out my hand to shake the vice president's hand, and I almost shaked it. (laughs) I almost did. He brushed my hand and went to the guy right beside me. (sighs) It's amazing what people will do to see a celebrity sometime, isn't it? As, uh, As Aaron Chambers, the author of the book, Eats with Sinners, points out, you might think that the point of the story of Zacchaeus is, Zacchaeus is the fact that Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus. And that is an important part of the story. But an even more important part of the story is the fact that Jesus wanted to see Zacchaeus. Jesus wanted to see Zacchaeus. Verse 5 says, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, saw him and said to him. You know, the hundreds and thousands of people that had lined up on the street that day 
uh, to, to see Jesus. When he reached the spot where Zacchaeus was, for him, he stopped, he looked up, and he saw him. He saw Zacchaeus where he was, up in a tree. Jesus saw this troubled man. He was an outcast of society. Uh, he was someone who likely had sold, it, sold his soul to the Romans, to greed, as many of the tax collectors did. Jesus saw Zacchaeus and went to where he was. Jesus loved people. So he saw them, and he went to where they were. So like Jesus, you know, you and I need to see people who are far from God, as we've been talking about all along during this series, and then go to where they are. Go to where they are. Where are people in our lives who are far from God, who are lost and need God's grace? Where are they? Well, they're everywhere. <clears throat> they're everywhere in our lives. Anywhere that we look, do you see them? Do I see them as we go about our day? They're there all the time, but do we see them? You know, if we cared about them, if we really cared about lost people, if they are on our minds and our hearts, like other things that are on our minds and hearts, we would see them, wouldn't we? Wouldn't we? Okay, there they are. There they are. They're at work. They're at the gym. They're in our child's school. They're at the store that we go to every day. They're across the fence. They're across the street in our neighborhood. There they are. There they are. Now what? Now what? Perhaps in the past we've thought, well, if if they'll come to me. Now, if, if they'll come over to me, then it, if they'll come to my church, like next, if they'll come with me on Easter Sunday, and, it, and if they ask me a question, then I'll see them, then I'll hear them, and I'll see them. If they'll come to my spot, then I'll see them. But you know what? Jesus didn't wait for Zacchaeus to come to his spot, did he? To his house. Jesus didn't wait for Zacchaeus to work his way through the crowd so he could get to the front. No, Jesus went to Zacchaeus' spot. The tree. The tree. He looked up and saw him and invited himself to Zac Zacchaeus' house. You know, it's important that we invite people to come to church. Next week, don't, don't lose this opportunity. To invite someone to Easter Sunday. It's important that we invite people to our church events, to Vacation Bible School, to our fall festival, to, to uh, the church drama or whatever church program that we're doing at Christmas time or whatever event we're having to a cookout, to our Wednesday night meal. It's important that we invite people to come to our spot. But what if we went to their spot? to seek to develop a relationship where they are. First we see them, and then we go to where they are. We walk across the street, and we talk to our neighbor about his yard, or about his dog, even if we don't like dogs, 
or, 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 or the things that he cares about. Go to where they are and talk to them about their life. We listen to a coworker as she talks about her kids or her parents' health issue that they're very concerned about. We offer our truck or our back to help uh, our child's teacher or and her husband move a refrigerator or, or maybe help our child's teacher get some school supplies and take it to her. First we see them and then we go to their spot. And then like Jesus, as we see them and as we go to their spot, we see what they can be. How did people react to Jesus' interest in Zacchaeus? You know what they did? They muttered. <laughs> muttered. You ever muttered before? Verse 7 says, All the people saw this and began to mutter. He's gone to be the guest of a sinner. Mutter, 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 mutter. Can you believe what he's doing? Mutter, mutter, mutter. <laughs> Aaron Chambers wrote, People just want to matter. Legalists just want to mutter. <laughs> All the other people saw in Zacchaeus was a cheat and a traitor, and he probably was that to some degree. But Jesus saw not a cheat and a traitor, but a precious soul who could change. And change he did. Zac Zacchaeus took Jesus home with him, and talked talk to him. We don't know what they talked about, but they talked, I'm sure. And at some point, seeing Jesus' concern for him, recognizing who Jesus was, this celebrity that he went out of his way to climb a tree so he could see, realizing who this was and what kind of person he was. Listen to what he said in verse 6. Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give... Of my, I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anyone out of anything, I will repay back four times the amount. Man, what a change. Because Jesus saw Zacchaeus, really saw him, not as a sinner, but as a valuable, precious soul, Zacchaeus now really saw Jesus called him Lord, repented of the mistakes that he had made. It was Jesus' love and concern for Zacchaeus that changed him. You know, sometimes we might see people and mutter. Have you ever looked at somebody and muttered? I have. I have. I bet all of us have a time. Hmm, look at that guy. Believe what he's doing. They'll never change. They're too, far, they're too far gone. They don't want to hear about Jesus. Look at them. But people can change, can't they? People can change. Um, people desire, whether they know it or not, don't, don't people desire unconditional love? The kind that God can give them. And all they need is for someone to see them, to go to their spot, to ask them how things were going there at their spot. To show them in their spot, whether they're up in a tree or at their workplace or with their family, dealing with health issues. They want to know that you care. That you really genuinely care. 
because you came to their spot and you asked about them. People just want to matter. They do matter to God, don't they? There's no doubt about that. Do they matter to you and me? Do they? The lost are all around us. Let's see them. Let's go to their spot. Let's find opportunities to eat with them, to develop relationships with them, and by our love for them, show them how much they're loved by God. Father, I thank you so much for uh, Jesus' unconditional love that he showed to a, a guy like Zacchaeus when nobody else would give him the time of day. <laughs> nobody else would even let him slip through so he could see Jesus walking by. Nobody cared about Zacchaeus, but Jesus did. Jesus saw through the sin. He saw through the prejudice that people had, the stereotypes. He just saw Zacchaeus as a precious soul. And he saw him and went to where he was and, and loved him. And so, Lord, help us to, to do to the, the same thing. Whatever that is for our, the people in our lives, wherever their spot is and whatever it means to go and love them, help us to do that. And then as we love them, they can experience through us your love. And then we can have a chance to talk to them about Jesus. So uh, help us to see people, see the lost, see those who are far from you and need your grace and go to their spot. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to learn and to grow, to worship, to be here with our fellow brothers and sisters. And bless us as we go out today. Give us the courage to, uh, to use next week, Easter Sunday, to reach out to someone that we know that, that doesn't have a church home, that doesn't know you, and invite them to come with us next week. Thank you, Lord. We give all this and all the glory to you in the name of Jesus. Amen.